0: Welcome to the Birmingham LitFest presents podcast series as taken over by the Wolverhampton Spark Young Writers for six stories all set late on the same night at Wolverhampton train station. Emma Bonniewell reads Train Cancellation by Maeve Deegan. The 23.48 train to Birmingham New Street from Platform 2 is delayed by eight minutes. This is due to signal failure. It's now expected at 23.56. Apologies for any inconvenience this causes. I'm surprised. Surprised but not disappointed. The train has been cancelled. The last train. Of course, it had to be, didn't it? So we're stuck here now all of the people who, like me, are unfortunate enough to be stuck on this cold, wet platform, on this cold, wet night, at, and would you believe it, midnight. I can't really be bothered to leave yet. It's not like I'm in a hurry to get home anyway. Other people obviously are. I can see them leaving the station as quickly as possible before we all get locked in for the night. Besides, I've never been locked in a train station at night before, and it won't be long before the next train comes in the early hours. In fact, I'm beginning to wonder if maybe we are all locked in and they've forgotten about us, because a lot of the people that I saw heading off for the exits a few minutes ago are coming back and not looking particularly calm about it either. Maybe they just went to the toilets. They aren't the nicest, and I wouldn't blame anyone for looking like that after they'd visited them. I should probably do something about now, just to look like I do have a life and I do want to get out of the station to go and do something, whatever that something is. By now, it's really become pretty clear that, yes, we have all been locked inside for the night. Everyone looks annoyed. Everyone could be somewhere better, doing something better, and probably along with people who are better, because, let's face it, nobody's exactly being sociable tonight, are they? I'm certainly not. I have much better things to do than to be sociable. I'm locked, I presume, in a train station for an indefinite amount of time. And, well, it's not like anyone's going to stop me having a little wander around the station after dark. And if anyone does, I can just tell them I'm searching for the toilets. And anyway, they shouldn't have locked me in a train station at night in the first place, should they? That is, if there is anyone here at all, except people who, like me were meant to be getting on the train, which I highly doubt for some reason. I start by having a little stroll up and down the platform, looking at the buildings, or rather their outlines, as that's all you can see in the dark. Whoever locked us in decided to finish the job and turn all the lights off too, probably to stop people like me wandering around the station. Isn't it convenient I brought a torch? I spend my time wandering around a bit peering into the darkest corners of the building, going up and down in the lift a couple of times, shining my torch directly into the faces of some of the other people that are waiting around for dawn, inevitably annoying them and deriving much amusement from it. Even though it may have seemed exciting at first, it soon becomes a bit boring, and there is a limited number of times you can walk up and down the same corridor before you start feeling like you're wasting your time and could be doing something more productive. I stopped for a moment to wonder what everyone else is doing, after dark, in this station. I didn't meet anyone when I was exploring the inside of the building, and very few people are still standing out in the cold on the platform, so they must have gone inside the waiting rooms. Waiting? Well, I suppose it is what they're for. Or, maybe some of the people found a way out of here, climbed over the fence or something. Unlikely, though. I'd like to see some of the people here hauling their gigantic suitcases over the wall. Anyway, I'm hungry and I don't want to leave quite yet. I've probably only been stuck in here for about two hours. I doubt anyone will actually give me any food, and that's assuming they have any on them. If I had had any food on me from the beginning, I would have eaten it about an hour ago anyway. And most of the people here were asleep but there are shops. They're closed, of course, but it probably wouldn't be that hard to, say, pick the lock on the door and sneak in. Besides, if anybody turns up and asks what I'm doing, I can just tell them it's their fault for locking me in here in the first place. And if they didn't want me to break into the shops, then they should have provided food. Anyway, I really don't think anyone's going to do that, except maybe one of the other people who were locked in here with me but they'll probably just be coming over to pinch some of the food of their own. It really makes you hungry being locked in a train station. I try to remember what all of the shops looked like inside, from when I walked past them earlier this evening when they were still open for business and not locked up like they are now. Which shops had the most food inside them? Which shops had the best food? Well, that one's pretty obvious, any shops that sell chocolate. Which shops had the biggest range of food? Eventually I just give up trying to remember what was in them and decide to go for the nearest shop to my left. If this shop doesn't sell chocolate, I think, then I might as well try climbing over the fence and getting out of here before I starve to death. I think it has to sell chocolate, though, because, to be honest, most shops do, and it would be extremely embarrassing if it doesn't. Then there's the question of how do I pick a lock? which, it turns out, is much harder than it looks. I mean, I know a bit about picking locks. You get a paperclip or something, blah blah blah, and then you open the door. Simple as that. I can't find a paperclip anywhere on my person, so in the end, I just decide to try shoving my finger in the lock instead to see if it does anything. The problem is, where is the lock? That turns out to be the biggest challenge finding where the lock is, and then finding out that, however hard I try, my finger suddenly refuses to fit in the keyhole. But I believe that there is a way around every problem, so I decide to use my shoelaces instead. I think I'm very clever for having the idea, until I realise that they don't work either, and it was all a big waste of time. However, I'm not about to give up yet. I decide that maybe it would be smarter to use a piece of wire or something. So I search in my pockets and in my bag for ages. It takes me a very long time to find a piece of wire. And all the time I begin to notice that the people on the platform are starting to get up. And the lights around the station are starting to come on. I'm sure it's nothing. Probably just a malfunction with the electrics. Or somebody in a control room somewhere finally decided that it would be nice to turn the lights on because they locked all these people inside a few hours ago. And so far, their hospitality has been poor. I can hear the tannoy system as well, which means it's definitely an electrical problem, which really I knew it was in the first place. And then, finally, I find a small piece of wire on the floor at my feet, because suddenly it's a whole lot brighter with all these lights on. But I really didn't need to, because there are lots of new people here that I don't remember seeing five minutes ago. one of them comes up and unlocks the door for me anyway. I don't even need to ask. They just unlock the whole shop. It was very decent of them. But I have no idea where they got the keys. And then the realisation suddenly hits me. Because there is only one explanation for all of this. And that is that the train station has finally opened. And the next train is probably almost in the station. And my night locked in a train station is over well it was fun while it lasted if you see something that doesn't look right speak to staff or text the british transport police on 61016 we'll sort it see it say it sorted train cancellation was written by Maeve deegan and read by emma boniwa